uh, welcome to New City Church. My name is Ray, and uh, I'm one of the pastors serving alongside you, and we're glad that you're here today. Uh, We are starting a new series called Help, I've Got Kids, all right? And uh, maybe you have, if you're a parent, maybe you have felt like this, right? Like the kids are fighting, and here they are on this desert island, and they just don't know what to do, right? Like they are all alone going, what in the world has happened here? And uh, it's kind of like that conversation that we saw in the video there at the beginning, right? Like you give kids an inch, they can take a mile, right? And they can just start talking about anything and everything. But through this series, we're going to be looking at this idea that parenting is hard, right? Parenting is hard. There is no manual that we get once you get your baby, right? Like Alyssa, your baby will not come with a manual that says, this is what you need to do when they turn one. This is what you need to do when they turn two. They need to turn three. These are the things that you do. And then at 18, you get this perfect child. Like that's not how it works. If only it did, right? But that's not how it works. This parenting thing is in fact hard. Now, here's the deal. You may be thinking, okay, I don't have kids, so over the next five weeks, I'm just not going to be here. No, no, that's not, that's not how this is going to work. What we want you to see, or what I want to encourage you through is this. As we're talking about parenting, honestly, we are talking about leadership, right? We're ultimately talking about leadership, and we're talking about leadership within the home. So as a parent, you are leading in the home, all right? But as we talk through these next couple weeks, also what I want you to see is that we have opportunities to lead others, right? And if you don't have kids yourself, you probably do have a connection. I don't know what's wrong with my mic, sorry. A niece or a nephew or somebody along those lines that you're able to help that parent pour into their life, right? And so I don't want you to bail on us over the next couple weeks as we're going through this series, all right? But here's the next thing. At New City, Family is a value of ours, right? We have seven key values and family is one of them. And so look at this value. It says we value our family, your family, and the next family. And we are intentional about unity within the family, spiritual development of our children, and a posture of hospitality towards all those who are curious about New City. So here's the deal. As we walk through this series, here's the cool thing, all right? We're going to provide you with some awesome resources as a parent, all right? We're going to provide you some great things. Every week, you're going to be getting a new resource for you as a parent, something that will be helpful to you. But here's the thing. Children have a high spot at New City. Like, we care about children. That's a priority for us, the spiritual development of your child, all right? Now, here's the thing. We're going to take a whole month. We believe in that so much that we're going to take a whole month to go through this idea of parenting and how we can pour into our children. Because again, as we talked about, parenting is hard, right? I mean, again, that picture on the island, like sometimes if we don't talk about this parenting thing, we can feel like I'm out here all alone dealing with these things that only my family's dealing with. And then what's funny is you start talking to other parents and you find out, nope, I'm maybe not the only one that's dealing with that particular thing. Now, Barna Research Group did a study a couple of months ago, I believe it was at the beginning of the year, they, and they polled parents. And 77% of parents said they felt like it was harder to parent now than it was 10 years ago. Now, two-thirds of those people that were polled, all right, 
said it's because of technology, like technology coming into the conversation or into the equation has made it harder than to parent. And we have all these serious advancements in technology, sure, but we also have all those original things that were there as a parent, right? The things that you need to walk your kids through, like character, wisdom, courage, self-image, manners, life skills, all of those things, and then you throw technology into that, and man, this gets crazy, doesn't it? It gets tough to be a parent. So we just want to help you through these next couple weeks. Like, hey, look, we know it's hard. We know it's hard. We're parents ourselves. We know it's hard. Okay? And so here's what we're going to begin to look at. And so today you're going to kind of get an umbrella overview of this whole series. All right? So we're going to get kind of an umbrella. And then over the next couple weeks, we're really going to begin to break this conversation down in each of these areas. All right? So here's where we're going to start. is in Proverbs 24. Okay, And because here's the thing, we want you as a parent to feel wise in the things that you are saying, right? The things that you're saying to your kids, the things that you're doing to your kids. And so if we are thinking in the way of wisdom, one of the greatest places for us to go is to the book of Proverbs or the book of wise sayings, right? And the book of Proverbs is written by a fellow by the name of Solomon. He was considered to be one of the wisest men that has ever lived, all right, so if we're looking for wisdom, he might be somebody that we could go to to catch some information from. And in Proverbs 24, verse 3, he says this. He says, a house is built by wisdom. All right, a house is built by wisdom, and it is established by understanding. And by knowledge, the rooms are filled with precious and beautiful treasures. Now, I think it says something a little different on the screen, right? It says, by wisdom, a house is built, and through understanding, it is established. And through knowledge, its rooms are filled with beautiful or rare and beautiful treasures, right? And so through wisdom, a house is built. Through wisdom, a house is constructed. Through wisdom, a house is put together, right? But here's the thing. Where do we look to for our wisdom, Because there's a lot of parenting books out there that have no biblical basis. There's a lot of biblical, or there's a lot of websites out there that are talking about how to parent, but they have no biblical foundation. But for us here at New City, what do we want to look at? We want to look at a biblical foundation in our parenting and build from there, right? And so the wisdom that we're going to be looking for, the understanding that we're going to be looking for, and the knowledge we're going to be looking for are going to be coming from God's word. That's where we're going to look, okay? Now, here's the thing. There's great treasures, it says, right? There's precious and beautiful treasures sitting in those rooms. But how do we get those things there? We get them there through wisdom, proper wisdom, through proper understanding, and through proper knowledge, okay? Now, what are the things that are the challenges we face as parents, right? We already said it's crazy. We feel like maybe we're on an island sometimes. It's getting even harder. More and more people believe that it's harder to parent now. So what are the challenges that we face? And as I was studying for this series, here's a couple things that I found. And I kind of grouped them into three different categories, okay? And so the first one is this, if you're taking notes. The speed of life, okay? The speed of life. In other words, the pace. The pace that we're going at. And you look at some families and the pace that they're going. And here's the thing. The things that we do with our kids can often be camouflaged as experiences. Right? 
can be camouflaged as experiences. But what we find is that, man, a lot of families are going at such a pace and at such a rate and at such a speed that it is not sustainable. Right? It's not sustainable. There will be a point that your family will just crash. Or you'll find yourself in a place that you yourself crash. And if you look at your calendar, and your calendar is so full of activities and experiences, you might find yourself even just passing each other by. Right? And in that, you have no opportunity then to parent because you're just go, 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 go. Right? And as we talk about discipleship and as we're starting discipleship, there is a conversation there in discipleship, this idea of a balance between work and rest. Right? The proper work and rest. But that doesn't just mean for you, the individual, that means for you the, as a family. There needs to be a time for you to work and go, and there needs to be a time for you as a family to rest. But that also applies to us if we don't have kids, right? Some of us are going at such a speed and such a rate that we never get any rest. Now, over in Romans chapter 12, Paul talks about this idea of having a different mindset, right? And it says this, it says, don't copy the ways of the world, right? Don't copy the ways of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by, look at this, changing the way you think, right? Changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So if God's will for our lives is good, pleasing, and perfect, then why is it that I want to spend so much time pursuing all of these other things? Right? Because ultimately, here's the deal. If I am pursuing God's will over here, but then I have 37 of my own wills over here, it's going to be really hard for me to differentiate which is which. Right? But if we are pursuing God's will, if we are looking to change our mind into His, that's the will that we need to pursue. All right? So the speed or the pace of life. The next challenge that we're facing as parents is this, is the speed of growth, right? The speed of growth. Kids are growing up faster. Now, don't be mistaken, right? I didn't say that they're growing faster, not like there's something weird in the chicken that's making them get bigger. But what I'm saying is, well, there might be, right? But here's the thing. They are having to grow up faster. They are experiencing more quicker, Part of that can be equated to technology. Sure, technology comes into play with that. But also just they are learning things faster. I look at my kids and they're stepping into third and kindergarten. Owen will step into his kindergarten class and he'll get an iPad. Like that's just crazy to me. And I look at the, 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 like the things he's doing in his classroom. For me, kindergarten was three recesses and a nap. Right? ABCs and one, two, threes. And I look at what he's doing and it's like that is crazy. But even Graham going into third grade, the math that he is doing is the same math I'm pretty sure that I failed in seventh grade, right? Like, that's the math he's doing. But it's, the, it's just they're growing up faster. Now, here's what that does for us as parents. That minimizes the window that we have before we really send them off, right? I mean, that minimizes the time that we have to equip and shape them to who we want them to be and who God is asking us to shape them 
to be. The time to be just a kid has been minimized. We catch ourselves all the time, like the boys are wanting to watch something on TV or play on their iPad or do whatever, and we're like, just go outside and play in the dirt, right? Like, just be a kid. Have fun. Be a kid. Now, here's the thing. In 1 Corinthians, Paul speaks to this idea of being a child. He says, when I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned like a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Here's the unfortunate thing in that of our kids growing up at a faster rate is that they are having to put aside some of those childish things and they're having to grow up faster. So as we parent them, look, we walk them through what this looks like, but we have to be intentional in it. The final thing is this. We have the speed of life. We have the speed of growth. Now we have the speed of need. Right? The speed of need. We're all about the things that we need and the things that our kids need, and they need it now. Right? They need it now. So here's what happens. You put all those together, right? We get in the hustle and bustle, the pace of life, and then we try to keep up with their growth, right? And oh man, you're actually uh, like a seventh grader trapped in a third grader's body, right? And so we try to keep up with that, but then we also try to keep up with their needs and the things that they want. And so where do we find ourselves? We find ourselves going, 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 and we create this little cycle to where now the speed of pace, right? We're going, 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 but we've got to go so that we can provide for the need. And we get caught in this cycle of going, going, going. And in that, we try then to parent our children. We try to guide our children. Now, here's the thing. In doing that, we want to get them the best, right? I mean, as parents, you want to do that for your child. We want to give them the best. So we want to give them the best TV, the best game systems, the best clothes, the best technology. And we buy and we buy and we buy. But here's the thing. Somebody's got to pay for it, right? Somebody's got to pay for it. So what happens? We jump back into that cycle of pace. And we're working, working, working so that we can pay for those things. Pay, 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 right? And then what we find is this is that we find ourselves working like a dog, right? And we're working so much that what does our family get when we come home? They get the leftovers, right? They get the leftovers of our energy. They get the leftovers of our focus because what do we need to do? We just need to chill, right? We just need to chill. Now, Paul speaks to this idea and he says, look, let's be content whatever the circumstances. But Jesus speaks to it even better, I believe, and he says this, He says, do not store up treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven, right? Lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. We're going to speak about this in a couple weeks, that those children that you have are gifts, right? They are treasures that are given and entrusted to you. But here's the thing about those treasures. Before we know it, before we blink, they are grown up. And they are moving out of the house. But we've been entrusted with these treasures. Now, as we're talking about this idea of contentment, here's what happens. We are then able to redirect our time, our efforts, and our energy into the things that are important. Right? We're we're able to point it towards the things that are important and not the things that will fade away. We get to point it to the things that our kids truly need. Those that we're leading truly need. Need. So what are those things that our kids truly need? 
Well, I think a lot of people would come to say, well, you know, we just need to get our kids in church. That's what we need to do. We just need to get our kids in church, and that'll take care of it, right? Like, that'll fix it. I can tell you as a student pastor for multiple years, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. But here's truly what kids need. They need someone who will come around them and guide them and direct them in the right way. They need people in their life to meet some of their simplest needs that every child has. And they need parents who are present. Present. And leading them in the direction they need to go. Now, here's three things that our kids need. Okay, again, I said we're kind of getting an overview this week. Okay, then we're going to break it down over the next couple weeks. But the first thing they need is security. And they need that security through love. Right? Your kids want to feel secure, and God has placed a desire in their life to be secure in something. To be secure in something. But here's the deal. As a parent, they need to be secure in you. They need to find love in you. And they need to know that your love for them is unconditional. Right? Your love for them is unconditional. As our boys get older, we will begin to and have begun to have conversations with them that there is nothing they can do that will make me love them less. Right? Nothing they can do that will make me love them less. Now, there are things that I may not agree with as time goes on, but I will not love them less. Now, here's the thing. We have this beautiful picture of God and His love for us, right? That's why we call Him God the Father, He has given us a beautiful picture of what it looks like to be a father with unconditional love. There is nothing that you can do that will make God love you any less. You know, it's funny, and people will come to you and they'll say, well, you know, I don't think God can love me because I've done this, this, and this. Nope. He still loves you. He still loves you. And why does he still love you? Because he loves you unconditionally. What a beautiful picture that we have of God the Father, right? Now, there's a fellow by the name of Gary Chapman. Uh, he wrote a book a couple years ago or several years ago called The Five Love Languages, right? And he wrote that for couples, but he's now done one, or for uh, adults, he's now done one for kids. And this is one of the resources that we want you to point to, okay? So it's fivelovelanguages.com, all right? And on that, he talks about these five ways that your children receive and give love, all right? And so you you click on that website, and there's a quiz thing there, and you can go to the kid version, and you, you can either take it for your kid, or you can walk your kid through it if they're old enough. But it shows you how they receive love, all right? And so here's the five ways that, that we can receive love or give love. The number, first one is encouraging words, right? Encouraging words, or words of affirmation. So we can give encouraging words to that particular child. The next one is quality time. Man, this is our son Owen. Like, if you are his buddy, if you are his friend, and you're sitting on the couch, he'll come up there and he'll just cuddle up next to you and just hang out and just spend some time with you. Right? But here's his, here's his next one, his, his big one. Meaningful touch. Meaningful touch. He'll just walk over to you and he'll just set his hand on your knee And that's just the way that he shows love and the way that he receives love as well. All right. The next one is this is acts of service. Acts of service. This is our son, Graham. He loves serving. He loves helping. 
He wakes up on Sunday mornings to come here and to help set up because that's just one of his love languages and how he gives and receives love. The next one, I think this is, applies to all kids, maybe, but receiving gifts, right? Receiving gifts. I think as a child, that's one that is for all of them. But here's the cool thing, all right? When we align this idea of unconditional love with the ideal way to receive it, then we have this awesome opportunity to put those two together to truly show this amount of love to our children, right? And so if we can take a tool like that and really find out, okay, this is the way that this particular child um, receives love, because every child's programmed exactly the same, right? No, not at all, right? So when we find the way that that particular kid receives love, we have an awesome opportunity then to pour into their life, right? And to show them that love that they desire. The next one is this, they need significance, or purpose, right? And we need to help them understand their purpose. In John 10.10, Jesus says this. He says, I have come that you may have life and life to the full. So Jesus desires for your child and for you to have a full and significant life. But how do we help our children with significance? I've got a couple little things here that start with A for you, all right? The first one is this. We offer our child acceptance, Okay, we offer our child acceptance because your child may not be accepted at school. Your child may not be accepted in this world, but your child should always be accepted at home. The next one is this is attention and not just, hey, how you doing, but focused attention, right? Your child should receive focused attention. The next one is this is affirmation, this idea that I believe in you. I believe in you. I believe you can do it. I believe that you may, in some areas, have to work hard for it, but I truly believe that you can do it. And the last one, and I think the most important as we talk about this idea of significance and purpose, is adventure, right? Adventure, giving them a story to be a part of, a great story for them to be a part of. We have some friends in Arkansas, or back in Arkansas, they actually live in Louisiana now, But as their kids got older, they took this idea of you as an individual are a part of a bigger story. And so what they do is when their kids turn, I believe, 14, they take them on a mission trip just as a family. So not as a group or with a group, but as a family. And they take that mission trip to go and to minister to somebody somewhere so that their boys can see you are a part of a bigger story than just the story in our city. You're a bigger part of the story of our state. You're a part of a huge, huge story where God is working and God wants you to be a part of it. All right? So I love this quote. It says this. It says, The heart will move toward whomever and whatever offers the greatest adventure and significance. Right? The greatest adventure and significance. So what story is your family going to be a part of? What story are your children going to be a part of? Because here's the reality. They will pursue a story of some kind. They will pursue a story. And maybe you can look back on your life and the story that you pursued. Was it the story that your parents pursued or was it the story that your friends pursued? What does that look like? Right? Because they're going to pursue a story. So are you mom, are you dad going to write that story for them or help them to find it. Because here's the deal. They crave significance and they crave purpose. Here's the third one and the final one that every child needs is strength through hope. Right? They need strength 
through hope. And the question is, okay, where do they put their hope? Because as they're younger, where do they put their hope? They put their hope in mom and dad, right? That's where their hope is. That's where they see things accomplished is through mom and dad. But as they get older, here's what they're going to do. They're going to look to you and see where you put your hope, right? And so here's the thing. An important part of our life, an important part of our story is our view of God, right? Because the foundation of where your child is going to look for their view of God is going to be in your view of God, right? Because they see your view of God, that's where they're going to start. That's going to be their foundational line. So what is your view of God? Now, here's the thing, okay? If we, as moms and dads, don't give them security, here's what's going to happen. They're going to find it in other people, right? They're going to find it in other people. If we don't give them significance and we don't give them purpose, then they're going to look for it in the applause of men, right? And if we don't give them strength and we don't give them hope, then here's what's going to happen. They're going to get out on their own, and their first time they're going to fail, they're going to find themselves broken and looking for something. Man, okay. Well, that's a large challenge. That's quite a bit as parents. It sure is. And that's why we are going to spend a whole month walking through this concept and walking through this idea and looking at what Scripture has to say about it. But here's the cool thing as well. Jesus carries all of these qualities. Jesus gives us security in his love. Jesus gives us significance in the purpose, in his story. And he gives us strength and he gives us hope. He carries all of those things. So as we walk through this over the next couple weeks, we're going to look at Jesus and his life and how those then apply to us as parents and then how we can take that and apply that to our children and making an impact in their life, and feeding those needs that they have of security, significance, and strength. All right? So here's the deal. Today, you're going to have a little bit of homework. All right? As a parent, you're going to have a little bit of homework. And even if you're not a parent, guess what? You still get homework too, so sorry. But here's the thing, okay? So the first one that we want is, again, that five love languages quiz, okay? You're like, oh, great. Got to go home and take a quiz. I thought I was done with school, right? But here's what I want you to do, okay? I want to challenge you this week to begin to look at that in your child's life, whether you take it or your child is old enough that you can walk them through it, okay? And then what you'll find is those five ways that that kid or that child receives love, all right? Because that's going to come into play about what we're talking about next week. So I really want to ask you to do that this week. All right? And then the next thing is this. On the way in, you should have gotten a little prayer guide. Mine's got torn up. But, okay, just don't look at this side. Okay? But this is a 30-day prayer guide for your family. All right? And that doesn't, it doesn't matter if you have children or not. But here's the great thing, is that there are some awesome little talking points on there for you just to think through first, or if you have kids that are old enough to talk through that point, you can talk through that with them, all right? And then you can spend some time together there as family. So for instance, tomorrow when you start day one, it says, who are the people in your life who love you, all right? That's a great one to think about whether you have kids or not. But thank God specifically for those he put in your life who love you. Right? And so over the next 30 days, we're going to be covering our church family in prayer. All right? And so if you didn't get one of those, they're on the back table on your way out. 
But again, we want to lead our kids to the things that they need, right? We want to teach them the things that they need. And the best place to look in that and look for that is Jesus Christ himself, all right? And so again, this is kind of an umbrella view, and so I want to encourage you to come back next week. We're going to be walking through these next three weeks of what does that look like, all right? What does that look like for us as parents, okay? Let me pray for us, and then we'll continue on.